equidistant means. Okay. Equidistant means equal distances to a certain point. Well, now I'm equidistant to the phone, so I'm good. Welcome to episode 63, Craft Heads Podcast. I'm in my underwear, in the attic of an Airbnb, and we are right next to LaGuardia Airport. My co-host this evening is Jake Kurtz. Also in his boxers, and also with Alex in an attic in Brooklyn. Also by LaGuardia. No, this is Queens. Oh, Queens. Queens. Now. Yeah. So, all right, there's so much we have to cover. So let me start with by saying Jake was with us on episode 48, which was the Tampa Symposium with Mike DeVideo. That was amazing. Check that out if you haven't listened. And Jake was also with me on episode 50, where we talked about Lent. But I never got that. That's the initial intent was to have a one on one with Jake. We never really got to do that and just like talk about us and our stories and everything because we've I've done that once with Tyler Pico earlier on and once with my brother and now uh, Jake is number three. Yeah. So. I'm excited. We have a deep dive to do tonight. It might take a little bit longer than a half an hour, and I just want to tell everybody I apologize for a drop in audio quality because we're traveling and don't have the proper equipment. And again, we are we are within striking distance of the airport so we're very close that being said before we begin i have several shout outs these are in no particular order but i've had a very busy last week ish full week and a lot of cool people that i meet that i want to show some love to starting with peyton at kia motors ed voiles in atlanta tara and i were very sick of the Chevy Cruze that I had, and we wanted to get two new cars. Little did Peyton know, but we told him that later on in the transaction, and we had a fantastic experience, got two brand new Kia cars that were, uh, we're now big Kia fanatics, so that we had a fantastic experience, and basically anybody who is in the Atlanta area who is in the market for a Kia, I highly recommend you go see Peyton at Ed Voiles Chambly and tell him Alex sent you. Two others. Uh, Paul A. and Luke S. Paul A. is in Georgia, and Luke is in Alabama. These are two guys from my old podcast days. I emailed them just to check in, see how they were doing, and it was great to hear from them again. Uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, and the love that you showed. I shared those emails with Tommy. They made our day, and I will get back to you guys formally, but I kind of wanted you to hear a shout-out on the podcast like right off the bat. So that was the, the first touch point there. But I'll be in touch with you guys again. Ryan, uh, Ryan, a.k.a. Masterside9, he was another old podcast fan and listener. And he is the world's biggest Halo fan. I happen to know that. I sold him some Halo stuff. I sent him a few things for free. And uh, he's had a pretty tumultuous past, I'll say, 2019. But six months in 2019 but he's doing well now and he has a twitch channel at twitch.tv slash masterside9 and that's all spelled out there's no numerals or anything masterside9 and that's what he's aspiring to do so i hope that we can help him do that uh two other shout outs new york city related the one yeah this is then now this is where jake comes in so we stayed at we were saving money obviously we came up for a quick business trip don't need anything fancy we stayed at a what's called city rooms and there's i think there's three locations yeah. the one that we stayed in is in chelsea it's a part of manhattan and uh the wonderful lady woman 
Yeah. Girl? I never know what to say. Woman. Woman. Helped us. And she, uh, it's, it's really, it's very unassuming. You get there and you're like, where the hell am I staying? But there's this door on the sidewalk and you get buzzed in. She, uh, somebody, whoever's working, Hannah was there at the time. She lets you in. And then it's like three stories or so of these tiny, amazingly efficient little rooms. I mean, it, it very much reminded me of Tokyo. And yeah. we opened our door and there were two bunk beds and that was it. It's like a college dorm, but more efficient. Even smaller, and it was amazing. Yeah. Because, you you know, again, we were here for business. We were just sleeping there. Yeah, we don't need anything fancy. No, and, th- I mean, they you know, they had shared bathrooms in the hallway, which we use, brush your teeth, get a shower, or whatever. It was incredible. So, uh, I would use city rooms again. Again, we only use the one in Chelsea, but I think there are two other locations. So, check them out if you need a cheap, efficient, fair place to stay, and very safe. Cause they, oh, you yeah. Know, like, I mean, there was two or three doors separating you and the outside plus they have somebody monitoring for security 24 7 which is amazing yeah. check out city rooms yeah. um i said two more there's actually a couple more <laughs> it's, yeah. i thought it's been a busy week justin, oh, you, justin. T- you take justin dude this was that slick willy table and bar in brooklyn okay so justin was incredible we sat down at this bar in brooklyn just passing time before we were going to this networking event and Justin was an incredible bartender. Like we started off just asking him, you know, what are some of the best drinks here? What are some of the good beers you guys have? What are some of the good meals? Obviously he nails the whole menu, like gives us these amazing descriptions of what's good, what everybody like orders. Weirdly good descriptions. Oh, he was like, really good. Yeah, he was really good at like every meal felt like a story that he was telling us. But uh he revealed to us throughout that time just sitting at the bar that he's actually uh a hip-hop artist, a rapper, and um, he kind of has a blend of styles between like a catchy kind of radio feel and also kind of like a kind of like a Post Malone type of like easy listening feel to his music. Mm -hmm. And he played two of his songs over the loudspeakers in the bar. And Alex and I really enjoyed both songs, like both for different reasons. Like the first one was just super catchy. The second one was just kind of like his own unique style that didn't really sound like anything else out there. So... We kind of just kept keeping in touch with him throughout that entire time we were there. And uh, what's his Instagram again? Twin Le Profit. So twin dot le dot profit. Everything spells like it sounds, except I told you the le. So check him out at Twin Le Profit with dots in between. And he's also on Spotify. Yeah, this dude's actually he's doing some big things. Like a lot of the time when you know a rapper approaches you in New York City, you're like a little sketched out. Or anywhere. Because, yeah, well, yeah, anywhere. Because everyone. Yeah. yeah, there's that's there's a lot of them. Yeah, but this dude actually he's you know he's making some. Uh, Definitely making some moves on Spotify. Like he's gotten like over twenty thousand streams or something like that, or some pretty significant number on yeah. Spotify. And he has three big singles on there that are, and again, yeah. they were good. Like yeah, all I'm the not time was my head. favorite. All the time was a really good one. All the time was more our groove, but um, Money Man. Money Man was also really good. It's just kind of like you put it on for the beat. Oh yeah, all yeah. the you time you have to listen to the lyrics. And you can easily sing along to it. It's really good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, this guy's doing big things and. You guys should check him out. For we could sure. we could tell you a lot more about him, but let let him say something about himself. You know, like get in get in touch with him on Instagram. Oh, listen to his DM music. him and tell him that you love his hair now. Yes, we Jake and I both agreed. We we saw some old pictures of actually on Spotify. He's got like the rose and stuff, and that's cool. But I don't know. We saw he looked he looked super genuine. Yeah, that's the best word I had for. And he's very different. articulate. 
Yeah. Yeah, he he stood out by not trying to the cornrows. Yeah, just like do okay, like what what's what everybody else is doing right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It was, cool. Justin, thank you. Yeah. We, you're, we had you're a, a great dude, man. We it had was, a fantastic it was really experience. Really cool talking to you. Once again, Brooklyn really delivering for me and Crapshead's podcast as a whole. Yeah. Two more people and they're at the same time. <sighs> Girls, I got you. Jess and Nia. Oof, I hope I said that right. And Erica with a K. Yeah. So we went to this networking event with uh, friend Paula. That was a, a friend of Tommy's uh, back in Sarasota, Florida. And, of course, we became acquainted. And we got hooked up. And it's been a long time since Paula and I were able to hang out. And we had a, we had a fantastic time on a rooftop party at Brooklyn. Uh, but we met these, uh, these two women there they were they were like part of the event working and helping out and everything and we we had to stash with jake's backpack somewhere because he had a bunch of stuff in it and he was real tired today because yeah it was like 30 pounds on my back for like the entire day yeah and it was hot as hell in new york and he was ready to put it down. i kept wearing mine because i was paranoid but he put his down in a safe spot and we were joking with these ladies all night like oh you know that bag's still safe and everything and then at the very end of the night i realized i should give them some love on the podcast and they were the they were the last shout outs finally we're wrapping up but i chased them up the stairs and i was like miss miss and i caught up with them and i found an erica especially erica with a k she was a big podcast fan so she was real excited i'm real excited jess and nia erica with the k yeah. thank you for the uh fun interactions all night and i hope you uh enjoy the podcast yeah. and we hope you tell somebody about it if you like it yeah the key here is we just love genuine nice people and always want to give them love when we can exactly there you go 10 minutes we got all the intros out of the way thank you for dealing with that uh with me on your one-on-one but i i told i told a lot of people episode 63 episode 63 so here we are here we go here the basis of uh the one-on-ones that i've done before is i it is my personal belief that any one individual's story Mm -hmm. is much more interesting than that individual thinks Oh, yeah. That's sort of my sales pitch for the one-on-ones. So with that, Jake, you can you can reintroduce yourself. I know that uh, you've been on a couple times. So just say a little bit, like real quick, yep. where you're from, what you do, and then we'll talk about our origin story. Okay, so I'll just give the real quick thing. I'm yeah. Jake Kurtz. I was on episode 48 and 50. I live in Tampa, Florida currently. Um, I run Brick Media, which is a digital marketing and social media agency that's based in Tampa and recently Atlanta with the help of Alex. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I was born in California, but it doesn't really count because I moved when I was like two. Pretty much grew up in Pittsburgh, went to the same high school as Alex and Tom. And um, yeah, that's like the basics, but... That's good enough. Yeah, that's the basics. So the, the, the Genesis of this episode really was Jake and I so we're we're recording on a Thursday night yeah. and this Tuesday which was just 2 days ago he and I were texting and I was uh, I was on the shitter and I text I texted Jake I did something not know that. Yeah yeah we were we were just you know bullshit and we were actually we were talking business and I transitioned and I said that's a nice noise there we go and I said <laughs> You know something I've been thinking about lately? I was like, and this is a big compliment to you. I said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I was just talking about, do you remember how we in high school, and openly, like we talked to you about it, yeah. we used to shit on your social media usage. And now 
look what you did with it. Here we are all these years later, and we are going to New York City mm-hmm. for a business meeting because you reached out to somebody and learned a lot from somebody on social media. And you're like, hey, this is what we do. This is what I can do. This is something I put together. Mm-hmm. And you impressed like somebody in a really good spot. And they're like, oh, why don't you come and meet us? Yeah. And they invited you to New York City for that. And I, there's a, there's a, I want to finish our origin story, and I'm going to tie this all together at the end. Yeah. But I remember telling you specifically, it was just flat out, and I, I was wrong, and by extension, these other players in the story. But I, I'm, you know, in terms of our relationship, I was wrong, and you were right about something. You saw, you saw something in it that I couldn't, and yeah. it was like. One of your own role models right now is Gary V, Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk in yeah. at VaynerX and VaynerMedia and all that stuff. And it's like he he's constantly showing me that he sees things that other people can't. And even though you may not have known the reasons why or how back then, you saw something that I couldn't and you just you just proved me wrong. And yeah. I'm it's 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 the best thing that I've ever been proven wrong about in my life. Yeah. So when it comes to that, I think a lot of it comes down to at the time Obviously, I wasn't approaching social media for the right reasons, Mm -hmm. meaning like, obviously, I wasn't looking at it from a business standpoint because I was young and it was obviously more of just like a popularity and like perception in high school type of thing. Like I was using social media to like post certain things that like would make me look cooler than I was in person or that would make me um, seem like my life was cooler than it really was in reality. And at the time... I don't think I really saw the, obviously, like, the positives behind that, but when I was doing it, I always had this thing in the back of my head, like, social media matters, and it's because of the attention and the awareness that you can get with it, and, like, it's just such a powerful thing because everybody's using it on a daily basis, and, I mean, I mean, obviously, you can just post certain things and, like, obviously not post certain things, so it's like, you can change people's perception literally by what you post and like how often you post and I admit flat out that when I was doing social media on like MySpace Facebook when it first came out even like AOL way back in the day um, I was probably doing it because either I was like too insecure to talk to a certain person like in person I wouldn't say certain things in person that I would post on social media um it was just kind of like covering a lot of insecurities that I feel like I had back in like middle school and high school. But I mean, I can't take credit for any of it because social media just got to a point where it mattered for business just because like attention obviously matters for business. Mm-hmm. Like to do anything, you need somebody's attention. So that's right. Um, I think timing, luck, like, a bunch of different factors just kind of played into the fact that me getting good at social media, feeling like I can naturally post things on social media, um, knowing like the nuances of different platforms and just kind of learning like naturally how to post on it for a long time. Um, naturally the future just kind of spun in my direction and worked out in a good way. And I'm obviously not taking credit for any of it. Yeah. It's like, even like the whole movement, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got lucky, basically. Well, I can remember Tommy and I recorded a very early episode. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was four. Yeah. But it was called Why Social Media Sucks. Yeah. And 
I stand by most of what I said in that episode. I haven't even listened to it in a while. I know myself, but the key is, and you and I have agreed on this, Mm -hmm. social media itself is not a problem. Yeah. Social media is not bad. It so it depends on how you use it. Mm-hmm. And we can I don't know, maybe we'll cover that later or not. I, I often forget about things and you know we'll be talking and who knows. But I want to come back to a, an important word that you used. And it's you know, again, this is a part of a growing up in high school and everything, but you use the word insecurities. Yeah. And you and I, as part of this conversation, you know, we were texting and I wound up saying, Let's stop talking and I dropped the uh, the spit the spit Alex classic save it for the podcast exactly but yeah. we were talking about how insecure when you go through that point in your life especially high school everybody is super insecure and you blow up any negative of another person is an easy target you blow it way out of proportion mm-hmm. and then there's that um, it's like a vulture coyote mentality where everybody just kind of mm-hmm. you know lumps up on one another even your own friends like you cannibalize your own friends to make yourself feel better mm-hmm. and it's really shitty and I can think about all of that stuff and, and I don't want to say I feel guilty now because I, I long since made peace with it but like there was a period and, and we talked about this and yeah. Jake and I were like totally open and you know cool about this. There was a period where we we sort of dropped out for a little bit. Oh yeah, for a- sure. And it was not Jake's fault. Like I was part of this uh, – I don't this makes it sound really dramatic and blown out of proportion and it is so not but you know there were it's like our circle of friends and I was sort of on the side that was like you know picking on other people and and you know we were not bullies by any stretch of the imagination but like maybe maybe to a couple of individuals which we called our friends yeah which is doubly bad <laughs> you know we we would the, like for example Jake's social media stuff you know we were just like really rag on about about it and it was just you know it's covering up for various insecurities all of us I mean again I, I would like to think that I was the least of your worries at that time oh yeah you were yeah, you know cause I you know my conscience my conscience was still getting the better of me and being like why are you being a piece of shit about this yeah. but it's it's so crazy and then coming full circle like with Gary V and everything he had one of his his LinkedIn shorts Recently, in the past, maybe two weeks, maybe this sort of got the juices flowing for me. He was talking about that very thing in high school, how, you know, you find negatives and and you're really ragging on people. And, like, the more people do that, it's really just a show of insecurity about, you know, you've you've got some some internal issues or something you don't believe in about yourself. So you find faults or perceived faults in other people. And you exacerbate them and, like, you really put a magnifying glass on them. And then you sort of – it's like that – it's just like peer pressure. I mean, it's it's oh, high school. I, I'm not telling people anything that they don't know. I just think it's it's good to talk about them and and face them and, and like you know I. Oh yeah. I got to that point with you, Jake, where I look back on it and it's it's really shitty because I think about that phase. But the one thing that I'm you know I'll give myself credit for and I'm proud of, and this is part of more stuff we'll talk about at the end of our origin story. Mm-hmm is I changed and I sort of realized I was like I've been a a shitty friend to Jake Uh, I really have and I just I I realized one day I was going to fess up to it and I was I was going to make good on it or or attempt to anyways and it was basically a matter of just coming and saying to Jake I've been an idiot I haven't been a good friend and I'm seeking your apology and I hope we can put it in our past and I remembered 
What's interesting is I usually have those brain checkpoints that I talk about where I have very vivid and explicit details that I commit to memory. And I couldn't remember the exact where and when, but I did remember that I did that. And when I was texting Jake about this in the conversation, he, he, I clearly made a mark on him, which is a good sign that I did the right thing because it stuck with him. And he, he said specifically that he remembered, I invited him over to my house, you know, my dad, my parents' house, and he walked over because his bike was messed up. That's a yeah. very specific detail. Yeah. And I like sat him down in the basement and I apologized. And yeah. I and I was just like, dude, I I really screwed up here, and I don't I don't know why I did this, you know. And it it was a you know growing pains, and I had grown up and realized this, and that's when he knew, like deep down, I was your dude. Oh, that like. That was a huge thing for me because, I mean, obviously, at the time, we're so young and we're so immature, but to me, that was like a big uh, character boost for you. <laughs> so, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, going just going back on that a little bit, like, there was, I don't even remember what grade it was, but probably like early high school, I'd say, maybe ninth, Yeah, I don't eighth, know exactly what it was. Grade, something like that. There was a period of time where randomly, like, all my friends just, like... Turned on you. Turned on me, and we're just like, all right, Jake's the new dude to make fun of for a while. He's the new target. And it was like, yeah, I mean, just, it was it was random, like, looking back on it. Like, I probably Overnight. thought there was something wrong with me, but, like, <laughs> at the time, it's like, it's like, what's wrong with me? But then you're like, all right, when you look back, you're like, that was just super random, and it was just high school. But, Kids being huge dickheads. Basically. Yeah, but it was like anything. It was like Jake, your hair looks messed up. Like Jake, you're short. Jake, you have acne. Jake, yeah. you're on social media too much. Jake, you're not cool. Yeah. Jake, this girl would never like you. Like, yeah. Just anything. Meanwhile, you had a, a lot of girlfriends. Uh, <laughs> you did, man. I mean, cat. Yeah, I guess the casual ones. Yeah, 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 casual. But I mean, in back in the high school and middle school days, like that was a big deal. Yeah, you know, I guess so. So. But either way, it was always, like, just random little things that people would make fun of me on. Yeah, but completely un- stupid, insignificant, and un- unsubstantiated things, most importantly. Oh, 100%. But, but like, that's obviously how back in the high school days and middle school days, whatever, that yeah. can really, really take a toll on you. And, I mean, I don't come from a family that really grew up in that in that town from day one. So, like, you know, my parents aren't friends with all the other parents. And yeah. Like, I wasn't really, like, super connected, so, like... You're kind of helpless. I was always... Yeah, I always felt, like, a little bit helpless. Like, I, I was I was trying to fit in with, the, like, everybody in school yeah. and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, it was it was tough for a little bit. Like, there was a period of time where I really didn't even want to go to school because I was just, like, sick of the jokes and, like, yeah. sick of getting made fun of and things like that. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a defining moment kind of when everybody was still doing it and then randomly I get a text call whatever from alex like dude come to my back then probably a call or an aol message yeah one of the two but uh yeah alex sat me down and was basically like dude like he just came clean he's like dude i messed up and i don't know why i'm doing this but like from now on you and i are good and that's pretty much it more importantly instead of you and i are good because that would imply that you have an issue i'm gonna stop being an idiot no yeah (laughs) you just got wrapped into the peer pressure for a while but yeah yeah, you were the one that kind of just came clean and you were good with me from that point on but that's pretty much like in my head when it sealed the deal like all right alex is like a true friend yeah 
He's gonna be a lifelong. Friend. Yeah, we we were always friends, and then there was that like gray yeah. area, and then I agree, it's never been the same since then. Oh, hundred percent, and like that makes you feel like from my standpoint, that makes you feel so much better when you go to school the next day, and there's like at least one dude. I got this guy side. in my corner. Yeah, it's like anybody else can be saying stuff, but like there's always Alex that's gonna be like you know, not defending me, but like not joining in. Yeah, well, hopefully defending, but in many cases, I you know, yeah, not yeah, around yeah, or exactly. whatever. You know, it's just like but it just felt good to know that I had like a true friend that was yeah. in my corner, and it's just crazy how things ended up working out. I mean, we'll we'll obviously get more into that. Well, but. yeah, and there there are no coincidences. I mean, yeah, we're we're exactly where we're supposed to be, and there's a reason it all happened as it 100%. did. Percent, but. I this is a so that's sort of the the story going way back with Jake and me and it's one of those things that I'm looking back on and I've realized something I might have mentioned it once or twice on the podcast before but especially recently I love to be proven wrong <laughs> I do I will I will defend my position yeah if I'm if I know I'm in the right or if I strongly, strongly believe I'm in the right. But I do get proven wrong from time to time. <laughs> sometimes in very serious things and sometimes in very trivial things. Uh, Tara proves me wrong. Yeah. And I do not put up a fight. I don't resist it. I don't get bitter. I usually do try and blow past it. <laughs> but oh, but, dude, I, but yeah. I admit it. And it's just like that, that and another thing... I think are just a sign of being a, a logical, intelligent person, if I may say that. Mm-hmm. Changing your mind. Yeah. And, and I think the two things go hand in hand, you know, because you can you can really dig your heels in on something mm-hmm. and even you get to a point where sometimes you know you're wrong, but you still defend the position just because of stubbornness. Yeah. And that is the opposite of wisdom. That's just being an idiot. You're just being stupid. Changing your mind when it makes sense is a sign of strength. Yeah. And th- this is this is one of those like little quotes that I almost want to copyright, which <laughs> I'm being sarcastic or exaggerative, I guess. But there was a, a time leading up to this whole change with Brick Media where I was talking with a lot of different recruiters because why get a job on your own when you can have recruiters help you? Yeah. That was always my best experience. Yeah. Seriously. Exactly. But that's what they get paid for. They're your advocate. But... One lady had like a standard set of questions and I answered them. And one of them was, what is your, uh, I probably should have looked this up. Some of them were pretty standard questions, you know, like how many years experience do you have? Please describe the MarTech tools, etc. And then some of them were even like, uh, one of them was a Steve Jobs quote. And then it asked you, do you, do you, does this statement resonate with you? Why or why not? One was another one from... Uh, I don't know, some other guy named Simon Sinek or something. Sinek, okay, well, so you know. And do you, does, what does this mean? Do you describe a situation when it's played out? Whatever. My favorite question that she asked, and it was very simple, Mm -hmm. and I came up with an answer that I was very happy with. And I'll let you answer it before you see mine. Success is a result of, finish the statement. Doing what you want every day. That's really good. Yeah. It's simple, but like when you're doing what you want every day, that's happiness. Yeah. 
and happiness is success. Like, there's no other way to define it. That was really awesome. And <laughs> you, you might have just topped me, and well done for thinking on your feet. Yeah. I did manage to shrink it down to a single word that I think you'll also appreciate. Okay. Success is a result of adaptation. That was the only thing I put for that answer was adaptation. And it made me realize that there are, you know, there are certain constants in your life. Maybe, you know, a familial bond, uh, a, a love for your, for your wife or significant other or whatever. Okay. You know, th- there are some things that stay constant. But mm-hmm. for the most part, everything changes. Mm-hmm. And you can either change with them or you can die. You know, like adapt or die. That's, you know, the expression. And I realized that it's like whatever situation you have going on right now or whatever business model you're following or whatever, it will not last forever. Mm -hmm. Like what what you and I are doing right now, it's working perfectly. And it's probably going to work for a while. It won't work 20 years from now. Probably won't work 10 years from now. Will it work five years from now? And the point is changing what you're doing and changing your mind is... Just inc- it's it's infinitely important. Yeah. Just changing your mind all the time. A, a good simple example: we wanted to get rid of those car or my car. And we wanted to get cars. I had I was gonna buy my dad's lease out. I was gonna do this. I was gonna do that. I was gonna keep the cruise and buy one car. I changed my mind so many times it would make the average person's head spin. Yeah. And finally, I was just like Tara, what do you think about this? And she was like, that sounds great. And we did it literally overnight. Yeah. I mean, it, we just. Dude, that's happiness right there. It is. It's Dude, just do what you want. I know. And when you're liberated and you don't care what other people are going to think mm-hmm. about you changing your mind, mm-hmm. that's where the true happiness comes in. Yep. Because that freedom of not being limited by what other people think and what other people are going to judge you on, that's huge. Because, like, for example, I got that Audi. Yeah. Like, I literally bought an Audi. Great example. Too expensive. I could afford it, but, like, stupid decision, for yeah. sure. Can you literally pay for it? Yes. Yeah, like, I could pay for it, but, like, does it make perfect sense? Like, when I, you know, I, I have my spreadsheet with all my expenses, and I'm, like, staring at this Audi line item, I'm like, why is this number so damn high? How can I decrease it? And I was like, I could either sit here and keep this Audi for years because I'm afraid that people are going to be like, oh, Jake couldn't afford the car. Or like, <laughs> I could just get rid of it and be like, and do what you my need mind. to do. Yeah. I, I literally got rid of it. Like, I decided one day that I was getting rid of it. Literally the next day, I had a, Jeep. a very affordable Jeep. <laughs> so... And it's just one of those things. It's like I'm way happier now that I have that Jeep because my payment's so much lower. And it's just like, yeah, everybody makes stupid decisions. I made, I made a stupid decision by getting an Audi, so I changed my mind. Yeah. Like I'm not going to keep it for five years because like somebody on Instagram might talk behind my back and be yeah. like, oh, Jake couldn't afford the Audi, so he got rid of it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the only thing that is stupid and embarrassing and I will judge you for not you Jay Kurtz but generally you is if you do something stupid I know that you know that it's stupid and you refuse to change because you're afraid of other people thinking you're stupid yeah then I'll judge you that's a huge, that was a huge train of thought but oh, I know you know what I'm talking no, about no I get it that I will judge you for yeah yeah and that was a huge kind of 
unlock in my life was if you can just not care about what other people think like I mean I obviously care about what certain people think in terms of like what kind of a dude I am and stuff like that yeah like, it's it's a general yeah definition but it's like stupid things like when you don't care about other people's opinions you're free yes like you can literally do whatever you want like yep. if I decide like obviously not happening but if I decided tomorrow Brick Media is done, yeah. and I want to go get a job yeah. in real estate, and I want to go get my real estate license, I'm going to get my real estate license. Yeah. I don't give a shit about what anybody listening to this no. thinks. No. <laughs> no. You're, you're you going to do what, I mean? what makes you happy, and we need to start focusing more on our definition of happy yeah. and success and not what somebody else thinks exactly. and like, how they define it. It just doesn't matter. If Brick Media cancels tomorrow, it's not because I failed. I would because, hate it, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> but if I decide to cancel Brick Media, and I'm just so worried that, like, other people are gonna think I couldn't do it, like, there's a greater chance that I'm just gonna keep doing something I don't want to do. Yeah. I, I absolutely... You know, we've talked about this many times. Anytime somebody thinks I'm doing something weird or wrong, or I wouldn't do that, or, oh, that's risky... That I double down. Yeah, it usually. makes you want to. Do yeah, it. I'm like, oh, I, I'm doing the right thing. I'm the same way. I'm now. being, I'm so and so thinks I'm weird or a little kooky. Perfect, because that you, shows I'm gonna do something different from the way it's been done. And I almost feel like, for me at least, I don't know if this is true for you too, but I almost feel like after living for other people for so long, you just like once you flip that switch. You kind of just like triple down on living for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know mean, that for so long growing up, all I cared about was what other people thought. Yeah. And now I'm like complete opposite. Yeah. It's a complete, it, it's, it's a, it's a life changing philosophy. It truly is. And just a quick example from tonight. So we went to that, uh, that networking event. Thank you, Paula, again, uh, for inviting us. That was amazing. And it was on this, this real snazzy I'll call it a little bougie um rooftop in in a part of green point shit is it green point I think it was yeah green green point in Brooklyn and it, you can tell it's gentrification like it's probably an old converted building and meanwhile this place is nice I mean, oh yeah it, like glass edges and a pool on the top and like, actual grass on the roof yeah like grass on the roof yeah and sunset a, stu- a studio room was twenty five hundred dollars a studio two bedroom two bath 45 nearly five grand almost five grand so this is a really nice place and we got there and jake and i had changes of clothes you know like we both had jeans and nice tops that we wore to the business meeting in the morning but i just had my my chpt and my my sweat shorts i'm a sweat shorts fiend anybody who knows me knows that jake was wearing like some sort of you know casual normal shorts you know with like a I don't want to call shirt. them cargo shorts, but you know what I mean. They're like yeah, like dark, modern, like normal fabric shorts. shorts. Yeah, and you were and and whatever your t shirt, like a dry fit shirt. Sure. Yeah. And we walked into. I was like, I'm not changing. I'm too fucking hot. I'm sunburned. Kill me. And we walked in, and there's this old head in the lobby. You know, just a, a middle aged guy with white hair. And I was like, Hey, we're we're here for that rooftop party. And he's like, oh, the, the real estate thing or whatever. And he, he like sizes me up head to toe and gives me this like, who the fuck are you look? And because of the sweatshorts, I wanted to kill him. Like I felt, I felt a, a short, 
short-lived wave of violence toward him. <laughs> and I didn't do anything about it, which is probably good. Yeah. But I was like, fuck you, buddy. Like, who are you? Who You don't know anything about me. I could have a million dollars. I could have more money than you've ever made in your life. Fuck you. Yeah. And that kind of stuff just drives me to be my own person. It's I talked to Paula tonight, and this is becoming a theme. I've talked to other <laughs> friends of mine. I think everybody has a little bit of elitism and a little bit of hipsterism in them, but in vastly varying quantities. You know, yeah. some people are... Um, 85% hipster, 10% elitist, and then 5% their other entire unique character makeup. Yep. Other people are 10, 10, and 80. Other people and are explain 40. That, you know, explain that to the people that don't understand what it is. Yeah, like means. an elitist is somebody who thinks they're better than everybody and they have like this complex. It's like, I have money, you don't. I live in a snazzy condo and you live in a little shitty house or yep. whatever. And. Uh, or like I love opera and I speak four languages and yeah, yeah. you go to McDonald's and then a hipster is obviously the person who something is cool until other people think it's cool and then it's not cool yeah. you know or they listen they only listen to people with indie labels and as soon as a band that they supposedly like and support as soon as they get big and they become successful then they hate them they're a sellout yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. right so admit it listener admit it you have done both. Both of those things at one point in your life, and maybe one of them more than the other, and whatever. And like, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's totally okay. Yeah, do but what you want. Yeah, but you you shouldn't judge other people for also doing what they want. And that's why, like, what does that nobody who probably has had the same job for 30 years just, like, milling through life, and he has he's just existing. Why would he care about what I'm wearing? Yeah. That event is happening, and it has nothing to do with him or his wallet or anything else. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Just greet me and be like, yeah, the event's up on the roof. Hope mm-hmm. you have a great night. And I would have been like, yeah, you too. Yep. And then that would have been that. And instead, here I am talking about it, like, because he's an asshole. Yeah. I, I wanted to pull his eyes out of his head. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> the was, event was amazing. It was a fun night. Dude, the, the view of New York City from Brooklyn is... Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah, you turn in every direction, and there's like a different part of New York, and it's just it's it's it's, it's everywhere. New York, New York is everywhere. Yeah. Whenever you're in New York, yeah, no matter where you cool. live. And Brooklyn's cool because like you're walking through it, and you're not just like slammed with people. Like if you're in Times Square, you're obviously like fighting through the crowds, and yeah, it's a constant beehive. Twenty four seven doesn't matter what time it is. Yes, Brooklyn. At least where we were, you could be on the street and there might be like one or two other people on the sidewalk and yeah you can actually there's, breathe there are people yeah there's you can people breathe. you can breathe yeah you Natalie's loving like... this right now big commercial for Brooklyn oh yeah I do I have a special place for Brooklyn in my heart now I love Brooklyn it's cool good spot anything else man anything um, else in the in the one on one do we want to talk a little bit about like what we did today or do we want yeah to... yeah let's do it let's wrap up with, with, a, with a recap of the events so it kind of I guess I'll kind of tell this one. So, obviously, as Alex mentioned earlier, uh, Gary V and Vayner Media and the whole Vayner everything has kind of been a huge inspiration for me in terms of not only like the mindset and you know psychology type of stuff, but um, starting my own business and the marketing end of things. Like Gary V has just always been somebody I looked up to, and today, Alex and I went to VaynerMedia where 
obviously Gary Vee founded the company and his brother AJ co-founded the company. And uh, we had a meeting with AJ about potentially doing some work in partnership with them, which was insanely cool. And it all came from a tweet that I randomly sent to AJ. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, well, let me back up, actually, because so under VaynerX, there's Vayner Sports where they represent NFL players and they're basically NFL agents. Right. So AJ is kind of heading up that side of the business. And I randomly tweeted at AJ one day and I was like, Hey man, I see you guys have a couple Tampa Bay Buccaneers players on your roster. Like happy to help and see what we can do for you. Cause obviously I'm based in Tampa and he emailed me back like five minutes later mm-hmm. and I was just blown away because yeah. I didn't even think he to see the tweet, yeah. let alone respond and actually need something. But I mean, that just goes to show that like, closed mouths don't get fed like you just say something and like the worst thing that somebody can say is no yeah yeah that's right so yeah i send the tweet i get the email back and uh you know we exchange some conversations back and forth for a while um i kind of show them some examples of like what we could do and kind of prove myself before ever doing anything officially with them and he basically said like yeah let's meet in person like you know (laughs) let's come up to new york and you can come in the office and we can meet. So after all that time, like looking up to VaynerMedia and using them as a huge inspiration to build brick media in the first place, we met with VaynerMedia today. And that's like 80% of the reason we came to New York. You got, so. you got to your Mecca. Yeah. Like yeah. you made it. And it was super cool seeing it all in person. Because and you got to, got to tug me along. Oh yeah. That was the best part. It, it would not have been the same if I hadn't had, you with me yeah think about all like all the goofy shit and antics that we got up to oh yeah i would have just been by myself like walking with my headphones yeah and and we we got we got dinner with my uncle we met up with with friend and listener natalie um we we met up with paula and that whole like that that was all me obviously the most important part by far and away was you but that (laughs) that's why this is a partnership oh yeah you know we both bring different things to the table i bring a lot of quirkiness no it was so fun (laughs) you know it's just it was so fun and alex and i's humor goes back so far that like you would have to be one of us or like one of the people really close to us to understand yeah but i think paula did but like alex and i could go a year and a half without seeing each other and then like we see each other for 10 minutes and it's the funniest thing on earth yep so it was just that kind of that kind of couple days yeah i mean it's been 48 hours and we already have like, like a half seven jokes yeah i was gonna say every time we hang out there's there's a there's a litany of bullshit for us to literally write down and remember so we can laugh yeah. about it six months from now or yeah. six days from now. i think the huge theme that i have been taking away from this whole podcast episode is don't be afraid to just live for yourself and like whether that's changing your mind whether that's doing something that's going to make you happier than like the people around you think you should be doing like just live for yourself because as much as most people want to be selfless and be able to give to other people you can't do that unless you're good with yourself first yeah or else you're just always going to be like you know i guess half-assing it you know what i mean like unless you're super set with who you are and what you're doing and what your day-to-day is you're not truly going to be able to give to anybody. Right so, on. I mean, that's where I'm at with everything right now. It's just being selfish, kind of micro, 
so that I can be selfless macro. I don't want to say anything else. You <laughs> nailed it. I'm not going to top it. I That's can't say anything better. Yeah. Thanks for joining me tonight, dude. Absolutely, man. And we'll be back on 64, back with Tommy, Patreon updates, etc. Questions, comments, concerns, craftheadspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you again, Jake. And we'll see you next time. Go on Spotify and listen to that dude. Oh, that's Brooklyn. right. Twin the Prophet. Prin the Prophet. Twin? <laughs> Prin to Prophet. Twin the Prophet. Boom.